Good morning, good evening, good night, folks. This is your Football Scout 365 host, Woody Massey. I'm here with all of the analysts today. We have CJ McLaughlin, Brandon Lumberg, and Nate Nasty Parker. What's going what on, y'all? What up? What's up? Nate, we're not advertising Pat McAfee in the background this week? Uh, uh yeah, I forgot about that. Here, let me go. Let me go. I figured I figured he must have made a take you didn't like or something last week. He took off. I just maybe been... maybe he picked against your Michigan State. I tell you what, um, college football live or whatever. What's the game day? Game day. Adding Pat McAfee on that thing was the best thing that they could have done. Yeah, it is. Right when Lee Corso was phasing off. Pat you know McAfee's on game day now. Yeah, it's great yeah, bro. too. Oh, you know that? Awesome. He, no, he, he's 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 the 2022 version of like Lee Corso. Like he uh, brings yep. that energy. They needed that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Lee Corso is going to be giving inspirational speeches on his deathbed. TJ, that I just want to be real straight here. Everyone and their mother can pick against pick pick against the Michigan State Spartans, and I'll just agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're so bad. There's, hey, they just hey, beat ranked Illinois. Hey, hey, man. I'm just saying, like when you when you have a great season. As a college football coach, you go, you get your agent to go in there and negotiate you a nine-year, ninety-one million-dollar contract, fully guaranteed, with a hundred fifty million-dollar buyout. It don't even make sense. Boom. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got some coverage to get into today. Uh, let's start off undefeated. Watch Eagles are eight. No, last week, you know, we didn't like to say it. We don't think it's going to happen, but the odds have increased. <laughs> they they won another one. So we have to check in. I mean, are they going to go undefeated? No, <laughs> no. I mean, he, I would like the tail. Got to talk about is, it though. I mean, the tale of that tape is Houston looked actually like a good, like a decent football team. They fought hard. They played really, really well. But like they, they knew that like it, they knew going in like we're gonna have to play tough. We're gonna play hard. And it honestly looked like the Eagles were expecting to walk in there and just walk away with that game. And I'll Houston's tell you like, what I saw. Walk no, away no, with no. That game. Damian Pierce is a top 10 running back in the NFL right now. Yeah, he's playing. playing. Like yeah. yeah, he's playing amazing. I can't believe even his time in Florida, we talked about that. Just they didn't use him at all. Like yeah. the dude never had like a thousand yard season. He was. And that might be to his favor because he's got fresh legs going into the NFL. Yeah, he shouldn't have, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's uh, I'll say this. Um, Philadelphia, they are impressive from the standpoint. I always said they, they haven't really faced a lot of adversity this year. Short week, coming into Houston, Jalen Hurts playing in his hometown, right? We know how that can be. Um, Houston c- comes out. They score first, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks like it was going to be. Put the pressure on. Yeah, and Philadelphia <laughs> Came out in the second half. They well, that played first well, drive. They put them away. What was it, like 17 plays? Yeah, it was yeah, big. It was a long, that was, that was a huge response. Dink and Dunker, it was. Those are impressive drives to respond to. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll also say this, and I brought this up last week. So, big man in the middle, big Jordan Davis, the first-round draft pick for yep. Philadelphia. You were all didn't over play that. with a high ankle sprain, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it, it showed. Um, I'm not sure what the stats are, and Brandon, maybe we could pull this later and post it, but um, the yards per carry when Jordan Davis is on the field 
for Philadelphia when he's off the field, it's it's pretty astonishing. Okay, so uh, maybe that's something we can pull post for the people. But Jordan Davis is big to that front seven there. So no, he <laughs> is. Uh, quick question before we move on here. So Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall was well on his way to a thousand yard season. Is this the most surprising running back class we've had in a while? Like, cause we were all, uh, we were all, we were low on this class. No, we I might wasn't. Have had 3, no, I wasn't. Yard you need to, you need to like refine what you said because <laughs> on after further review, I said numerous times and I said it in our fantasy chats, the dynasty league, everybody blew it off. Brandon's I said, this might be one of the best uh, running back classes because it's underrated. Number one, people are overlooking it. So kind of zig when everyone zags looking at the wide receiver class, everybody's looking that way. Look for the running backs. Try to cherry pick some of those guys. That's why, you know, I missed with Isaiah Spiller when I drafted in Dynasty, for example, yeah, not to go Spiller. completely to left field. But, you know, going after a guy like that or if I would have actually drafted maybe a Rashad White, if he was available, I think maybe even uh, Nate snagged <laughs> snagged White uh, ahead yeah, of me. Did. So mm-hmm. um, these are these are players that. You know, they might be more committee or they're just going to play a role early on. But there's some guys that were at the top of this thing that are catapulting. I mean, Damian Pierce is going to be an NFL starter for Houston, not just this year, but next year. And it looks like he's moving forward. Kenneth Walker was the truth. We knew that coming in. Brees Hall. Hall. And and I look, I Kenneth Walker, I had him above Brees Hall in the first place. I just love him more as a pure runner. Brees Hall started to show and then he got hurt. So yeah, this class is it's it's awesome. And James Cook, he's another guy who's getting usage. You know what Ken, Kenneth Walker did last week that I loved that I was looking for was because he's been very big play dependent so far, and he's he's busted out huge runs. Last week he didn't have any like super long runs. He grinded out that 116 yards or yeah, whatever yeah. he got, just over 100 yards. It was like he was pushing the pile as little as he was, and I was just, I was just very impressed. I was like, man, for a little yeah. dude. A lot of power. In hey, there. he's still he's the prototypical size that you know that we're looking for in a running back. The five ten, five eleven, two ten, two fifteen. Hey, two ten, two fifteen. That's where you want to be at. I mean, Josh Jacobs kind of started the run of running backs similar to that. Now you're seeing like guys like Damian Harris that were drafted, you know, in that type of frame. You know, I mean, these guys are kind of like Debo Samuel in a way in the backfield in terms of that frame, big, thick, lower body. Uh, you know, that's Two what C's. you're looking for in a running back, guys who can move the pile like that, with that low center of gravity. Uh, let's talk very briefly, Chargers Falcons. I just want to ask you guys, because the Chargers have not played well for the past few weeks, but I will give Justin Herbert credit with the offense falling apart around him. No offensive lineman down his top two wide receivers. Man's just finding ways to win. He put that that drive. Did y'all watch the end of that Atlanta game? Okay, so literally Austin Eckler fumbled, fumbled the ball. Oh. Defensive player picks it up, runs it back 30 yards. out Seen of that. Range. And then Justin Herbert on fourth down, dime, sets it back into field goal range to win the game. It was it was a very slept-on play. I was like, all right, that's my boy. That's my boy Herbert, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I actually did see those series of events and my first thought was, man, these are some bad teams. 
Yeah. Like 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 talented. It's it's some it's it's He's some skill on the field. Top two wide receivers and but, his offensive tackle. Yeah, but you know what? The Chargers are built for they spend a lot of money this offseason. They shouldn't be in a lot of these situations well, Jackson's and scenarios. Rashawn Slater's yeah, gone. Exactly, yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, look, I'm uh, I've been saying this. Uh Chargers might make the playoffs, regardless whether they do or not. I think State is gone at the end of the season. It has to. Something has I, to happen. I do want to say, uh, touching on Justin Herbert there, four drop passes in this game. His adjusted completion percentage was 89.5. His actual completion percentage was 69.8. So it's a huge <laughs> difference. If people aren't, he's putting the ball on the money. Uh, guys aren't catching it. No, literally, his only interception. His only interception last week was a in the in the box in in the hands, like staring at him, off the hands, up in the air. But look, this is this is bad because one of the strengths for this LA Charger team was what the weapons it had on the outside, the depth that it had at receiver. And you know, when we hear about these drop passes, Brandon, that's not one game this year. It's time for concern. Like, is he going to make it back? He's on the wrong side uh, of thirty. I mean, it's not, it's and the not, hammies, the hammies, those those just get worse. He not should have went. Favor. He should have been on the DeAndre Hopkins plan, right? Yeah, oh, should cool. <laughs> need the same trainer. I mean, first offense, you only get like seven games. So I mean, like, shout out Brian Cushing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know, it's, it's worth mean, it long term. I mean, what I what I what I do think is, I think that Justin Herbert and the Chargers, if there's any team poised to be able to turn it around, it's them. They have the talent to be able to turn it around. They just they're you. lacking execution. Yep. Uh, Rams Bucks. This was a oh. hard game to watch. It was right. painful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like just, how many times are you going to give the ball back to Brady so that he can find a way? The last, the last, you know, three and a half minutes though, you kind of set up. You're like, oh snap, I think it's getting good. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that that last Brady drive just was get, iconic. Just, that was just like skip Brady the first of the fifty-seven, past. right, CJ? First here's, fifty-seven here's of this game. Suck. Get it out. Yeah. Here's yeah. a question. Does this turn the Bucks season around? Is this <laughs> the moment? I think so. Is this the one where we're like, is this the one I was talking about two weeks ago? He's going to do it again. Gotta He's going to do it again. Hump. This is one of those wins for the Bucks <laughs> that helps get the mental state of the team over right. a hump. And even for Tom Brady, who needed it. I, I think this is I think this is the reason why I think it's going to get them over the hump. Number one, it was a good. It, it was it was a good finish to a game. Finally, they've been they've been in this position before. They've lost to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in the same facet. What it's go, what's going what it's going to come down to is how they perform in Germany, and then they have the bye week, and then hopefully after that they get Ryan Jensen back, and then Ryan Jensen coming mean. back at center is going to improve that run game like that, and then when you get that run game going, it's going to open up everything on the outside for Brady. I'll like tell you that. this: the the I'm not sold on Tampa. I mean, look, they they beat. Don't fall uh, for it again, dude. Don't fall for it again. I've done no, it no listen, they they beat a Rams team that's just not that good. It's probably not gonna make the playoffs this year, but but it, this is a thing, though. So it doesn't fix any of their issues. Yes, they got a W in the win column. The biggest thing. They benefit from is the NFC South is having a down year altogether, right? So when you have Tom Brady, when you have the goat, it, it you can get into the playoffs. It don't matter how you get in. When you get in and you have him on your team, you have a chance. So I'm not disregarding that, but is this a good team? No. Should it get better? From what I see, no. Will it get better? Uh, maybe slightly, but that's going to be enough for him to get into the playoffs. Seven I'm surprised drops. Scott even. 
I'm surprised Scotty Miller wasn't cut. After He's that. got no, 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 no. I want to tell you something. Had though. a bad one, yeah. That was he. That was, he made a couple. <laughs> he did make a couple good plays though too down the stretch. That made enough. me think, why is he not on the field a little bit more? Because it felt like he was in rhythm with Brady a few times on on, on a couple why, of drives. <laughs> but seven total drops. Godwin yeah. was dropping them. Evans was dropping them. I mean, Brady's putting him on the money. His adjusted completion percentage of 77%, Ooh. but his actual completion percentage was 62%. So if they're catching these passes, he's near 80% completion rate. He's putting it on the money. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I don't know Brady. what was more painful, listening, watching that game or listening to Brandon talk about it. Yeah, it's a struggle. <laughs> uh, Dolphins-Bears. Now, y'all... You know, I'm I'm one to take a victory lap every once in a while. I think this is a a, a show victory lap. Uh, shout out Brandon, CJ. They were on the Justin Fields train before everybody. Y'all were preaching Justin Fields before the draft, saying he's the best quarterback in that draft. And boy, is he looking like it. Last that game, man, we put out that uh, league winner clip, Justin Fields. I compared him to Michael Vick the way he was running the ball. And I felt I afterwards I was like, man, did I really just compare him to Michael? Mm, it, it, was, it was fair. It was fair. <laughs> there you go. Few days later, I went through and rewatched the whole thing, twice, basically two times. I cut a ton of stuff from that game, and I looked up a lot of data and information. I actually have something that I put together that is coming. Uh, you guys should see it soon, but it will be. It's it's going to be just a short video of those clips. That hey. Justin Field was making plays with data included, so it'll be interesting. We were on it too, like not even look, look. Things change between you know, we'll look at players, we'll say, hey, this player's good, and it, whatever. That's neither here nor there. What I'm happy about, and we called this on the show, and maybe Luke Getzey and company, maybe they watched the show. But Brandon, what were we praying for? Not even a month ago. Well, RPOs, more design yes. runs, get them in space, more play action. Yes. We're getting all of that, and we're seeing the best version of Justin Fields. Before, they were trying to make him a, a drop-back passer, a rhythm thrower, and Justin Fields is just not his strength. CJ, I've got – I went through and I pulled information from uh, Sys Data Hub. I pulled uh, information from the last three games and the whole season. The last three games, he's been phenomenal – but I went through and I cut clips, rollouts, RPOs, play action, uh, QB scrambles. And by the way, he leads the NFL in QB scrambles. I'll throw this out there as kind of like a teaser for what I'll be talking about. But the scrambles, he leads the NFL, 44 total scrambles, 433 yards off of QB scrambles this year. It doesn't even make sense. 433 yards? Yeah. He's running the That's ball insane. a ton. And 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 with that being said, you go back and look at his 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 rushing numbers early in the season, like they weren't great. So I mean, he's it's weeks five through nine. Yeah, he's really ramped up. Weeks seven through nine have been insane. Like the last three games have been great. Two uh, uh, QBRs over a hundred. Versus versus. Some pretty good defense. Good I mean, yeah. look, this Dallas Cowboy defense. Everyone, everyone has been talking about this defense for the last two years. This Miami Dolphins defense has been one of the better. De- they're a little down this year. Uh, still got some dogs on that defense, but this Miami Dolphins defense has been good for the last couple years, right? And Justin Fields has, you know, kind of lit them up. Yeah, is Tua good enough to win a Super Bowl? 
the uh, can I say my piece on that real fast? I know everybody's probably kind of like I don't know. I'm gonna say but no. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm gonna say, I'm no. gonna say he is. I'm gonna say he is because this dude, all right. And and if you watch, go back and rewatch just this Chicago game. I know it's Chicago's defense, but the throws that he makes on time. Anticipatory throwing and down the middle of the field between defenders and things like that, just fitting the ball in are amazing. I will point out, though, it's no joke that he consistently is under throwing deep balls to Waddle or Tyreek. You see that on film. But, man, he is on point with like the RPOs uh, and and they do a ton of stuff like Tua is kind of like a great example of what you're going to see. Hopefully the Bears do with Justin Fields get him another receiver with Claypool and with Mooney uh, next yeah. season, and then continue to do what you're doing because Tua rollouts, RPOs, Fields, play action game. It's insane. Fields is a, is a better player, in my opinion, has yeah. a much higher ceiling. But look, this Tua team, uh, not this Tua team, this Dolphin team with Tua back there looks a lot like Alabama, right? <laughs> Alabama, they didn't ask Tua to do a lot. Yeah. They said, hey, sit back, play point guard, right? Get it out quick. Get it Give to, it the, to guys the guys with more speed exactly. than anyone else. Yeah. That you're you know, play. this is what this is probably what Mac Jones need right now in New England, and that's yeah. while he's not, that's he's not, not getting that. In we're New not England. seeing the best version of him, right? And that's that can be the detriment when you go to Alabama and get a quarterback thinking, hey, this guy's gonna be you know future MVP. And look, Tua, Brandon, he he may be good enough to get it done. I think um I don't I don't think he is, but we'll see. I He's think definitely doing I just, job the well. creativity on offense is awesome. I, I think the I think I'm not willing to say Tua is good enough to win the Super Bowl, but I think the talent around him is enough to carry him to carry him to a championship. And there you got a puncher's chance once you're in. Yeah, yeah and then you know what? A minute and forty seven seconds to go. No timeouts. You down by a touchdown, and you can't run that RPO based stuff. Okay, now I will say this: the neutralizers when you got two, four, two, four, three guys on the outside, right? That's what helps Tua so much. But I just don't trust Tua. Minute forty-seven seconds left, no timeouts. We can't help you out with the RPOs. We can't help you out with the play action. You just got to go down there and do it. Yeah, he's not athletic enough. Like Justin Fields has that athleticism that you're looking for. Yeah, I just don't see him getting by Buffalo or or Miami. That's just the end of it for me. No, for sure. Uh, Packers, Lions, and uh... it ain't a lot to say here. It's stick a fork <laughs> in the Green Bay Packers. They're done. Um, man, I like. I don't. This was. This is probably the worst I've seen Aaron Rodgers play. We've been on him about his play the past few weeks, but man. Uh, this past Sunday was real, real bad. He threw a pick. It's probably the worst pick I've ever seen him throw. Picks. Yeah, man. But the one yeah. that ate Hutchinson in the end zone. Yeah, that was, was bad. Oh, that my was real gosh, bad. man. I love that. All he had to do love was it. put some mark on All he had to do was put some mark on it. Like, he was just – it was very strange. It's hard to do. Aiden's six foot seven. It looked like something that happens in, like, elementary school. Like, I'm not even joking. Wow. It looks like an interception. You know what I'm saying? The coach no, I made I made much. a pick just yeah. like that in flag football. That was a the, superior uh, athlete. In the dorm leagues. Remember was. That? that was a superior athlete making a superior play. I mean. Oh, wow. Get out of here, Brandon. All right. Get out. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't want to. It, it was some of that. But, I mean, hey, 
I, I think a lot of defensive linemen probably would have dropped that ball. And Hutchinson is a great athlete. Sure. Um, and he's smart, right? He's smart to be in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, he asked but, Jim Harbaugh to play tight end one I time. I mean, he re- so. what did he do? He recognized that uh, – that, was it ba- David Bakhtiari? Yeah. Who was it? David Bakhtiari was eligible downfield, and he just covered Oh, he did. He was, yeah. He kind of dropped 100%. That's, like, that's that, that football that, IQ. That's, that's, that's in between here. That's not Thank you. Smart player. I'm glad Tough you pointed player. that out. I forgot about that yeah, because yeah. he did recognize that, I yep, didn't. that he was eligible. I watched that like now, normally red zone. <laughs> but that being but said, I saw the Lions winning, and I watched that entire game. Red zone He was still off. open, though. You know, like the tackle was open, but Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers didn't. I think Aaron Rodgers expected him to be more open, and he was also he had pressure coming at him, right? Yeah. So, hey, so Aaron Rodgers blame Aiden Hutchinson. He can only guard the guy who is in front not, of him. No, that's real. Retire. That's real. Does Aaron Rodgers retire? Not until he gets his guaranteed money. Can he still go to Jeopardy? I heard yeah. an interesting uh, theory put out there the other day. So oddly enough, all traces back to the Pat McAfee show. Jeff Saturday. A uh, we had a former player, former former Indianapolis Colt. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Colts next. Well, let's move on the Colts. But the Colts, they let go of their coach, Frank Reich. We'll talk about him in a second. But Jeff Saturday introduced as a new coach. Uh, Looks like the Colts may broke some Rooney rules there, but I guess it was from in-house. So we're going to give it a pass. Um, But Jeff Saturday, a regular personality on the Pat McAfee show, as well as Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I, one of my favorite young analysts in the game, Theo Ash, he came up. He said, there's one glaring thing here, one glaring move. The Indianapolis Colts trade for Aaron Rodgers. No, they've, they've done out. too much. It's, I, they've I wanna, done too I'm gonna, much. I'm it's throw this backfired. Out there. Do it's we backfired. remember this offseason? This offseason, I said one of the best landing spots for Aaron Rodgers would be the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I remember you said that. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy, like that wasn't going to happen. I mean, I you still might be a little crazy. Crazy. I mean, not yeah, really no, proving you right. CJ, you were so early, now. it sounded crazy, Nate. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to go on record here and say that I'm I'm still 100% crazy. But I just like when, like, sometimes you just shoot stuff, and then, like, 10 months later, it's just like, oh, yeah, bullseye, baby, let's go. Their car. Since oh, Andrew and Luck, you, and then you and then you say things like Derek Carr is a top five quarterback, and you just like all your yeah. credibility. Ten months later, since Andrew Luck, the Colts have went through a plethora of quarterbacks. Most recently, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. Before that, they had Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers. I mean, it hasn't worked out for him. So I would say that they should stop and just try to literally, really look for a real quarterback like. Not no hand-me-down. Don't trade for no hand-me-down quarterback. Okay. Go out there and get Aaron one. Aaron Rodgers is a hand-me-down Bro, now. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is I mean, 40. You right are now. a noted. We need to put an asterisk next to this that CJ what is I, a noted what, Aaron Rodgers hater. Woody, so, no, I'm not, though. Aaron Rodgers is one you of You are. Most, you've said it before. Woody, I do not like the man, but I still, I still give him his credit. He's still one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. So don't try to hand me down. So don't don't try to villain. Bro, no line, no wide receivers. So look, hold on, wait, wait, time out. So I I called Aaron Rodgers a hand me down when I've referred to all the Colts quarterbacks they've traded for thus far as hand me downs. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers is 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 Aaron Rodgers a a Colts player right now? No, he's not. So I didn't call Aaron Rodgers a hand me down. But I'll tell you this: defend my boo. By time they get him next year. 
that might be the case because I didn't think Matt Ryan was a hand-me-down before they got him. I didn't think Carson Wentz was necessarily a hand-me-down before they got him. This is all in hindsight. So, and, and, and I'm going to say this about the Jeff Saturday hiring, and, and this is probably fantasy relevant. Jonathan Taylor, once he gets healthy, fully healthy, I know he's, he's back, stock but he, he's stock up. Jeff Saturday, he's offensive lineman. All he talks about on ESPN is dudes hitting dudes and then just and that. So, look, I don't think this coach team is going to be good, man, but I think they're going to run the ball and lean on Jonathan Taylor. You're paying Quentin Nelson elite money for a reason. You know, why'd they get away from it? If you're going to pay a guard elite money, you got to run the football a lot. Like, there's no point in not paying, in paying a guard their money there otherwise. Uh, Frank Wright, he's going to be a. Anyways, Frank Reich, is he going to be coaching in the NFL? I think he gets picked up next season by somebody. I mean, he took the Colts to the playoffs with a carousel yeah, quarterback. an yeah. offensive coordinator. No, he's going to be a head coach. No, he'll be an OC. He's at home playing he, about it right now. There, there's, like, the he lost the locker room. You know, this is After why like this move was made. seasons, though. This, this is why the move was made. It doesn't matter. I mean, you had he took, he took a mediocre rosters to the playoffs for four years. It just it, he outstayed his welcome. Eh. I wouldn't call that roster mediocre. I mean, I that I defensive mean, he, side they of the became, ball was like they that. became not mediocre, but he he but got he under there he underwhelmed as a play caller. I thought he was going to be agree. a lot better. I, I, I would I agree, agree with Brandon there. Yeah, well, he was early on that RPO train, and then NFL kind of. Figured it out. The like, RPO's that, that Eagles teams Super are Bowl. executing it like mad. Look at Tua. Look at Tua. No, no, look at Jalen. I'm aware, but it's, so it's about growth. Like sometimes you can be early to the party, and you're the first person on the dance floor, and you look like a lot better dancer when there's no one else on the dance floor. He just, you know what I mean? He doesn't have the QB. He didn't have the QB. Honestly, didn't have the QB. And, and look, man, it, we what needs to stop here is these these. OCs getting coaching gigs, man, and then like you know what, I'm gonna coach the team, man. I'm gonna call call the plays. Like, I know I keep coming back to this, but every time we come back to this, it's it's because it's a coach who's not doing well at it. Like, it's a couple of guys in the league right now who is is exceptional at calling plays all while being the head coach. It's a tough thing to do. Everyone can do. Some of them, some of them still have offensive coordinators. You know yeah. that they lean on. They it's still the hire same, somebody It's the same else, thing but... in the NBA, man. It's the, the, there was a fad for a while where guys would get head coaching gigs and they would be in charge of the GM office, and the, it's too much. It's too much for one guy. And that's the same thing with calling plays because you're just you, – you have to see the whole picture. You need someone else to do that. And look, the Colts, um, their offensive coordinator or the guys that's going to be calling plays was the passing game uh, coordinator for them this season. He has no experience calling plays. And Jeff Saturday don't know him. So <laughs> Jeff Saturday's also never coached before. And he's never coached. Yeah, he coached high school. High school. Oh, excuse me. One year, I think. And oh, they had a losing year? they had a solid, losing record. Solid resume. He had a losing record? Oh yeah. no. But the they were overmatched. It was a tough division. I know that much. It is what it is. Brandon, man, Brandon is what was Jim Irsay thinking, man? What was he hey, thinking? There's a he, path. Pop, he popped a perk and made a decision, dude. I'm cheering for Jeff Saturday to be successful. Me too, man. Yeah, I like too. him. I like him. But, but come on. I yeah. want a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
today. Uh, Jeff yes. Saturday probably has a great opportunity to at least earn the respect of the locker room and Which to get things do. going. I don't All think right. they're going to – they may not win another game. All right, lacing up, another victory lap. One of us on this podcast is very, 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 very excited about the Jets this year. Auditors, are you listening? Okay. <laughs> we can't. We call, I said, the baby Bengals, the next baby Bengals, right? Well, look at here. The Jets are 6-3, and three, and Zach Wilson may still be a bust. <laughs> I said if yeah, Zach Wilson makes yeah. the next step, the Jets could be good. No, he so you're half right. the next step. You get a 50. <laughs> yeah. You get a 50. That's get a 50 even more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, still yeah. that good. But Zach Wilson, like, he's a bust, right? Yeah. No, I mean I can't. I can't, like. All right, it's guys. too early. It's too early. Is it? Yes. Thank is you. it? He doesn't. He doesn't have enough reps. He doesn't have enough. Like he might he's not, not getting great, better. But he, he, he he's he trained in that BYU. way. He, here's the thing. He played at BYU. He had to rehab all off season, right? So he couldn't. He couldn't get in practice during off. He couldn't work with like Jordan Palmer, a throwing coach. He was working Give with me, moms. I, I want. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see one. <laughs> he's probably working with Giselle. Let's be honest here, but uh. I want to see one off season. No, he's not up working there with a working with a quarterback coach like Jordan Palmer, and then I'm going to make a decision. But like he had to rehab off season because he got hurt. look. I, I did. I, I did see. I did see some statistics, and you know, I hate when they do this during games. When I was watching this game, they compared Zach Wilson's first certain number many of games to Josh Allen's, right? And they had the touchdowns, their interceptions, their completion percentage, and they weren't far off from one another. Yeah, but they're missing the 70-yard touchdown passes that came with them. No, they're missing the running ability where he can run through people, and they can't do that with him. Josh Allen is a freak, right? And he's a freak then. He was, even though he can throw it on target, he was still hurdling guys. You know what I'm saying? I saw some film breakdown of Zach Wilson of where he's, he just, He's deer in the headlines. He's losing he, the locker he, room. He thinks he thinks to run first when he's not even like that good of a runner. And when he's going to run, guys are just leaving the wide receivers to come up and defend him on the well, run he, because they he's not taking shots downfield. He thinks he's Aaron Rodgers. Like that man. I don't know. He's not, he's not taking Rogers. shots like Aaron Rodgers. He, well, he said he patterns his game after Aaron Rodgers. So all uh-huh. the stuff that we saw outside oh, so the pocket, back foot throws. No, I think Aaron Rodgers is a great person to kind of pattern your game after. But but at the same time, um, for a, a young quarterback, I mean, you can't do the things that Aaron Rodgers does. That like those those aren't sound plays. Aaron Rodgers can make those plays. Every quarterback can make those plays. You know, you're throwing on air, right? Then yeah, you can probably make those plays. But the Jets a playoff uh, team? Uh, uh, yes, they're young. Um, they're yeah. super talented. Real. Um, right. They're they're inexperienced, but they have the 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 what's the word? I'm, the the the. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Sauce has really made that secondary like yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he Sauce, clinched Sauce the game. Gardner. Yeah, clinched the game. Yeah, it's great. I think it was aside from like the opening play of the game where they digs had Lutzpa. the huge forty yarder. Damn. Sauce Lutzpa. Gardner held it down the rest of the way. He did, and he made the game winning uh, uh, breakup uh, on a on a fourth down play. On did. That, um, See, I, you, I you came question. out and said it before the season. You said Derek Singley and Sauce Gardner, both Hall of Famers, and it's, it's the trajectory like is looking great. Both like that, man. They they are really 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 good. Yeah. And uh, look, this Jets, I, I 
Will they make the playoffs? That remains to be seen. Can they? Yes. This is a yeah. good roster. This front office has done a really good job turning that this James roster Robinson over. That James Robinson trade was a good move. That that I, you know, Jets normally don't make good moves. That's because well, they it, believe they have a pl- a chance for the playoffs. Yeah. If they if they were if they had a losing record, they're not making that deal. Now get this again, Zach Wilson. At some point, I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback by the end of the season. Nate, we've been on Mike White for a while. We nah, think man. Mike Flacco White is, is, the, is the best quarterback in that locker room. I, so I Flacco, think, Super Bowl number two. Look, the reason they've been running Flacco out there is because he's old, though, right? Because it's not going to be a huge quarterback controversy when you throw old Flacco out there. But if you Mike start White throwing it— doesn't look good. It, it, True. Bro, what? Mike he had White. one good game. Look at take away that game and look at all the rest. He of had that. two good games. Check <laughs> him out. He had two out. good games and then he got yeah. hurt. He got hit and, so and, hard. Yeah, and look, he became and, Mike Brown. And we 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 talk about reps in the NFL all the time. And this man has not had real live reps. I blame but Jerry. Just, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, right. Mike White or Joe Flacco is not Zach Wilson. We all can agree on that. Flacco is not dude, Zach Super Wilson. Super Bowl number two. Stud defense. I've I've seen this. I've seen this yeah, TV show here. before. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's. I have a question. Do the phones ring? Guys, you guys think <laughs> you want Woody to come you'll up? Send, to the I'll send him up. All right. All right. Send All right. Up. Okay. Um, like, do we? Do you believe more in the Bengals or the Jets to make the playoffs right now? Oh, I. Bengals. I like the Bengals. I think oh, they both. Was, the Browns game. I I found out the Browns game because it was such a weird game for them to come out that flat. Mike Zimmer died, one of their coaches. Andy. Oh, yeah. His son. Andy Zimmer. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, no. So that, that, you hey, coach died. Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, one of the most banged up teams through this point of the year. They had a lot of players out and they put it on the Bengals. I'll say this, and I'm with Brandon <laughs> when Brandon gave us the little huff and puff. Because of Joe Burrow, it, it, it makes me hard to pick against that because quarterback is so imper- uh, so important and we know what Joe Burrow can do, right? But as far as roster and how everything looks right now, like outside the quarterback, the Jets definitely look better. They can run the ball better. They can stop the run better. Uh, the defense is you, playing you better. Nixon on Sunday? <sighs> hey, how did he do Sunday? Better ingredients, like better pizza. Like- like 200 yards and oh, five right touchdowns. Yeah, five okay, touchdowns. See, but b- b- before that, Bengals hadn't <laughs> been running that, the ball well. It was, Did he really that's have what, five like, Everyone was like, Bengals <laughs> yeah. can't run the ball. So Bengals Dude, can't run the brawl. So Joe's he like, scored hey, like 54 hey, hey, Joe, fantasy we're gonna, points for me. We're going yeah. to go ahead and just hand this off to you all game. Wow. We'll see what happens. That's all right, what we need right. to talk about. Sell high. Sell high <laughs> on Joe Mixon. I was trying to. He's trying to get ETN for Mixon. I do have a question. There you go. Because we talk about because we're talking about Jets playoffs. Do we? What did you like, Chargers or Jets? Oof, they're the opposite. They're I know, opposite I know problems. they're the opposite. They, 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 they literally you have a stud quarterback and a faltering defense, and then you have a stud defense. But and the a defense is the healthy. division, and they, the division they're, like, they're in yeah. versus the division the Jets, the Jets are in. I'm gonna go Jets. The Jets are in the the. A, Hurt locker with the Dolphins. And I'm gonna the Bills. say I'm gonna say Chargers because no, I'm gonna say they're gonna get better as the season goes on. They get healthier, but I don't feel great about it. Okay, so so go. then that the next question be... is: Do you have the Do you want the Do you have the Dolphins or the Jets? Oh, the Dolphins are like they're in, but one division is gonna get three teams in. We know it's not gonna be I'll, the AFC. I want to see what South. Bradley Chubb does for the Dolphins. 
If he, he did can, well. If he can, oh, I'm just well. He didn't do that well already. 178 rush yards by Justin. So, no, 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 no. In the, terms of pass rushing, he 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 had a good game for oh, yeah. what? This was his yeah. first game. Just most rushing yards by a quarterback ever. That's all. So no, I just. But <laughs> listen to me though. You can't. You can't really. I don't know how many snaps he nah, played. Hard, just, just the most. Nah, ep- that's nah, all that's, I'm that's, that's, not that's everything. Hard. Not everything was going that direction though. Like. Brandon, Justin Fields, most, his biggest run was 61 ever. yards, and it came through the middle of the defense. But it had what about, Bradley Chubb is coming off the edge. The extra 117. <laughs> right, I understand. So, so well, I'm just pointing but out. I'm thing, just pointing but out. But I want to look and see. Bradley Chubb, the Dolphins, but, the reason why they traded for him is because they had one of the worst four-man pass rushes in the league, and they're trying to get away from blitzing so much. So I want to see if Bradley Chubb improves their four-man pass rush. That's it. That's, that's it before I climb on it. That's, that's fair. <laughs> so so just just the reason why I ask those questions, because those are all – these are all bubble teams, and we all pretty much agree that every team that we compare the Jets to, they're getting in, which means the Jets are out. But it's quarterback play, man. It's hard. It's hard to win without a quarterback. They're, proved, they're going against what's normal. Right no, now. I, I get you. I, I'm – I'm not an Are the Vikings as good as their record? Here's my thing. Like my gut, my my gut wants to say no. And, and but there's one thing stopping me, and it's the anomaly game, which is the Eagles versus Vikings. They have not like that game was so bad that I don't I don't even know if they could repeat that it if they wanted it to. It was it was not even like it looked like it made the Eagles look like they were world beaters. And I'm not saying that the Eagles aren't world beaters, but that was – it's just such an anomaly. Well, there was I'm a like, very strange vibe on Sunday where the Vikings came out aggressive. First drive down the field, Justin Jefferson, like four catches, yes. a quick touchdown. You're like, oh, the Vikings are coming to play today. Then they didn't score again to the fourth quarter. Stall. Hey, Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. With Woody, if you look at all of their games, which I know no one cares about the Vikings, but – that's how hey, they my play dad's every. A Vikings fan. Well, all right. Well, Ooh, your dad cares about my the Vikings. Dad. So, like the Vikings, that's how Minnesota? they play every week, man. That's how they played against Week One against the Packers. They got up fast. They played prevent defense, and then they just did what they had to get out of that game and win. They don't like it. It. That's one of the things that bothers me about the Vikings. It never looks like they're willing to put the boot on the throat. Kirk Cousins, man. He's yeah. the type of person to hit someone to, with a two-piece, knock them out, and help them back up. calling him Kirk bro, Mendoza. Bro, bro, it's it's called like I I don't know if I can go there anymore because I just saw Kirk Thuggins on a on a on an airplane in first Yo, class. And I will say Kirk Thuggins made me like him way more. Like <laughs> Kirk Thuggins is where it's at, man. Shirtless I, like, on the private jet with the chains on, with the whole. I'm gonna team call around. him. I'm gonna call him little little cuz Kirk. Little cuz Kirk. <laughs> little like cuz Kirk. All right, little cuz Kirk. Here's what I'm going to say. Has looked good all season. He has done exactly what has been with the except with the exception of the anomaly against the Eagles. He's done exactly what's been asked, asked of him every week and they're winning. They've beaten teams with winning records this season. I'm jury's out. I don't know who the Vikings are. I don't think they're 7-1, but I know they're a playoff team. So their defense still I mean they're in the NFC. That 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 confidence that helps. <laughs> that helps. Like the Vikings uh, would not be a playoff team in the AFC, man. Speaking of cream of the crop in the in the NFC, uh, are the Seahawks? I asked this for the second show in a row. I said I said they were a playoff team last week, but are 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 they more than a playoff team? 
No. That was a great game against Cardinals, man. That with Kenneth Walker, they're bro, playing the exact ball that Pete Carroll loves to play. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna run the ball. We're gonna get a couple big plays, pass and play action, and we're gonna play tough defense. Tough defense. That's I like that adjective you use because that defense isn't necessarily good. But they it's have tough. stretches. They have stretches. Tough and opportunistic. That's there what you go. That's what, that's that's what you got to be timely. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Geno. I love Kenneth Walker the third. They're not. They're not a. They're not a. They're not. A, yeah. Borderline Super Bowl team. Come back like, a year though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Saquon. It'll be You're tough. Looking, like, Kenneth Walker might be looking at Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's playing very well. Yeah. He's and up I, there. I said this last week. Seattle, most impressive draft this past season. Like, it's – it's, and I, I know the Jets Who's had a lot GM? of pick. Uh, man, good question. I don't I know. I think it's, it's Pete. Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, Pete Carroll. To not man. have, a, what, a first-round pick um, and to – I mean, they're getting so – much production from their rookies it's insane man titans kansas city chiefs um patrick mahomes is the best quarterback in the league brandon i just wanted to ask you thoughts that you saw on malik willis uh i mean he is who we think he is yeah right he's, now. they're using him as a game manager um he can make plays with his legs we can see that they're not really they're not letting him do much in the passing game, obviously. The throw down the sideline was nice. The one yeah, that I he, he's showing signs, right? Signs of life. But Tannehill's going to come back. He's going to take take over the reins again. And I think he just needs more time. I, I like the fact that he's getting experience right now. That yeah. bodes well for him down the line and potentially going into next year. Um, do I think he's the future of the Titans? I don't Here's know, man. Out. It's, it's, I, it's the reps, right? He needs more yeah. reps. As we could see, like he did he did a lot of things you don't supposed to do as a quarterback. I know at the end of the game, he took he took a sack, right? He took a bad yeah. sack. You know, Mike Rabel was in his ear saying, hey, you can't do that. Don't take another sack. So what does he do? He Don't takes take another, another sack. sack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was, he was 5 of 16 <laughs> passing, which is just, ugh. He but looked they only bad lost by three. Like, he looked, the worst he part about that was in the pocket. Like yeah, even he's when not. he was outside the pocket, it, it's like he couldn't figure out how to throw the ball away. Like that was what concerned yeah. me the most. It was like it was like he clearly recognized he was in trouble. It's and too he couldn't, fast. Like yeah, yeah. The For game you right could now. tell the game was still pretty fast. Unless and also, he's using Brandon, his legs. Brandon and I talked about that was to a fault. He he likes playing hero ball in college. Like he he would hold on to the ball too long trying to make something out of nothing. So it's something he's still got to learn. Do that. Uh, I guess the American Association of Athletic Conferences, that'll work. All right, let's yes. move on to our league winner segments. We got a couple for y'all today. Um, first one I would like to talk about is Mr. Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, he was the second wide receiver drafted this year after Drake London. A lot of people thought Elijah Moore was going to be the guy to take the next step this year. And I was very confused because Elijah Moore, like he looked good last year in a few games with Mike White and uh, Joe Flacco. They would like to target Elijah Moore. But him and Zach Wilson never got on the same page. And everyone was like, oh, Elijah Moore is going to take the next step. Elijah Moore is going to take the next step. I just didn't see it with Zach Wilson being the starter. And Garrett Wilson's a first-round talent, and he's started to really catch the eye of the young quarterback. And now he's getting those 10 targets a game. 
And I just see that improving. So with the trade deadline this week in your fantasy football leagues, go trade for Garrett Wilson because right now he's a wide receiver. He's a flex. But if the season goes on and say Zach Wilson gets benched, yo, if Joe Flacco or Mike White comes in, Garrett Wilson's the number two wide receiver for me with upside. Yeah. And and look, honestly, the past couple weeks, he's he's been a WR1. Um, he's catching, let's see, he has 16 targets the last two weeks. He's caught 14 balls. So that's over 75% completion rate, which is good. And as you said, what is Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson has not been good at quarterback. Terrible. But like 150 yards like, a game. It looks like he has a good uh, rapport with Garrett Wilson. So it's, it should only go up and up from here. The great thing about Garrett Wilson right now is you may be able to get him for um, a, a decent deal because his bye week is this week, right? So uh, you might be able to get him. And then going forward in, into the playoffs, uh, you know, week 15, week 16, he has some green matchups versus a Detroit Lions secondary and defense that's been pretty bad this year. And then versus Jacksonville as well, who's given up a lot of points to receivers. So yep. uh, Garrett Wilson is a guy that can you get him now again by week this week so you can get him for a little cheaper than you probably normally would and then going forward his value should go up at some point there's probably going to be a quarterback change and then again why do we do it we win it to win championships and his, his playoff matchups are green so go out there get Garrett Wilson all right Garrett Wilson league winner you heard it here first all right, so our next league winner today, we are going to talk about Jeff Wilson, the ex-49ers running back. He was traded to the Miami Dolphins. Very familiar playbook. And uh, first game looked good. Looked better than most. Or I, see a, I see a committee, but there's definitely, with that explosive an offense, he's going to get a lot of red zone touches, I imagine. What do you guys think about Jeff Wilson? Love it. Love it. It's a system he's f- familiar with. Um, I'm never the one to kind of side with skilled players when they switch teams like that. But again, it's the exact same system. The familiarity is awesome. He averaged more than five and a half yards carry uh, um, this past weekend. And he was also involved in the passing game, which is a huge bonus as well. So uh, Jeff Wilson is a sneaky get, and he's he's a guy that you can get um, and you don't have to, you know, reconstruct your entire roster to go out there and and, and get. So that's the good thing about Jeffrey Wilson there. Yeah, I, I feel I feel confident that he could take over this backfield, um, especially short yardage stuff, um, stuff near the goal line. And you you could see on uh, Sunday that the Dolphins really like to use him, and then have Moster come in as more of that complimentary role player out of the backfield to give you the explosive plays because, quite frankly, you don't want to be banging Mostert around between the tackles a ton anyway. Uh, I think Jeff Wilson's going to be the guy um, that's going to take the lion's share of the early down work for the most part for the Dolphins moving forward. So we'll see kind of how it works out. But definitely take a shot if you can get your hands on him, uh, especially if you're a team that's you don't have a bunch of running back depth or you need that, you need one more guy to kind of supplant yourself at the running back position. This is the guy to go after right here. Jeff Wilson, league winner. Go trade for him last week. All right, y'all, let's talk about our next league winner, Rashad White. So Rashad White, Arizona State, do it all back. Reminded me a lot of Matt Forte coming out of college. 
a very good wide receiver, explosive guy. Can make some big plays happen, make people miss. Uh, Leonard Fournette came out today, has some problems with his roles in the offense. You know, Tom Brady doesn't like drama. And uh, Rashad White, he's younger. They just paid Leonard Fournette, but I don't know. With the bye week coming up, there's whispers around. Rashad White season may be coming sooner rather than later. You guys think that Rashad White could get some major play in an offense that has to run the ball to be successful? Um, well, I'll tell you this. This guy coming out of college, you already mentioned it. Uh, he's super elusive, especially if he gets out in space. He's not, you know, for a six foot two, 210 pound running back, he's not necessarily the most elusive guy, but he does make people miss. Um, but, you know, he was my fifth rated running back coming into this class. And him getting drafted by the Buccaneers got us all excited because we, we hey, talked about it on after further review. <laughs> yeah, his three down versatility is what sets him apart. And that's what Tom Brady wants is a guy that he can count on, somebody he can check down to when necessary. And Tom Brady will lean on a guy like this. He does it with Leonard Fournette, who's been the most awkward receiving back out of the backfield, but he's been consistent, right? Yeah. So and now he's nervous. Guy, yeah. He this is. is a guy that uh yeah. this is a guy that Tom Brady will lean on and you're going to get a ton of PPR points or half PPR points out of this guy. If he's playing more and more as the season goes along. He's the James White of this offense for sure. I mean, I'm more excited for Ryan Jensen to be back than anything else. This run game is going to take off. They've been missing their starting center. Half of the reason why they're having the struggles they're having is because they have a piecemealed offensive line and Brady's doing the best he can with it. But Ryan Jetson coming back, if he's healthy and able to come back right away after the bye week, look out for Rashad White to get a lot more play out of the backfield. I love it. Rashad White, be on the lookout. Maybe the only guy for the league winners on the waiver wire this week. So, And if he's he's probably easily attainable, too, in trade because he hasn't done anything yet. With the bye week coming, if you can weather the storm for a couple weeks, look out. All right, y'all, our final league winner today. Let's talk about Travis ETN, the former first-round pick. A lot of people were surprised the Jaguars took him. Then he had the Liz Frank injury, missed his rookie year. So essentially, this is his rookie year in year two. And uh, it was a slow start. James Robinson had some good games. But bam, he just started showing up a little bit more exposed, a little bit more explosive. Next thing you know, James Robinson's in New York. Yeah. Travis Etienne. See, I, you're all about this, man. Is this is this the next? Is he uh, up next? Look, he, you know, I'm a James Robinson fan. I love what James Robinson did. Felt like he was underrated. But, you know, the, the writing was kind of on the wall here, and we should have picked up on this uh, when Robinson was traded. But Etienne, they, they, they've, they've uh, implemented him into the offense throughout the year. As the weeks has gone on, he's gotten more and more touches. The incredible thing with ETN, however, is one of his skill sets is how good he is in the passing game, right? Well, Jacksonville haven't really used him in the passing game the way he's capable of being used. So just uh, last three weeks, let's see, he's had uh, at least 14 carries. Last two weeks, he's had at least 20 carries, which is insane. He scored a touchdown in his last three weeks. Um, let's see, hasn't had more than three targets in the passing game the last two weeks. So again, there's definitely some meat left on the bone there. Now, if you could go out and get ETN, let's say if you got a Chubb, uh, not a Chubb, not a real one, but a Nick Chubb in your stable, 
or Derrick Henry. Maybe you could flip them for a Travis Etienne and, you know, maybe a WR2. Maybe yeah. you're looking for depth. Maybe you need it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got to hold it tight in. So cha- uh, trade one of those big dogs that we've we've known for the past couple of years, your Jonathan Taylors of the world. Maybe even slide that to someone for Etienne straight up, perhaps, you know. But yeah. I, I really love what Etienne can bring uh, going forward for the remainder of the year. Yeah, he's really showing like what the scouting report said on him coming out. You know, I wrote about ETN before, plays with great bursts and contact balance. Boom, we're seeing that. Uh, he's an excellent pass catcher. His skill set is that of the new age running backs, Camara, CMC, so, yeah. Barkley. So that's that he was a second rated running back in the 2021 class on our board ahead of just Javante Williams, for example. And we already know where that went so far. Um, not really Javante Williams' fault, but ETN's on the field now, and he's proving his versatility is real. The one thing that he does is he still fumbles the football. That was on the scouting report coming out of college. I want to see him protect the ball more. But there's opportunity, like you guys are, are like we're talking about, to trade, you know, a two for one. Get ETN with somebody else if you have one of these higher, uh, you know, rated running backs in fantasy right now. Trade CMC. Uh, trade Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I wouldn't trade CMC maybe just yet, um, yeah. but I would trade maybe Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Derrick Henry, yeah. Josh Jacobs, if if you can swing that. I'd do Josh Jacobs for ETN straight up, right? I mean, oh, if yeah. I can get Somebody another player off of that, I'll take it. But um, there's definitely some deals out there to be made. Uh, ETN, and look, again, his value is only going to go up as the season goes forward. If you're in a dynasty league, or a keeper league, he's definitely someone that you're definitely going to want to have going into the offseason. Sure, Travis Etienne Jr. You're in here. Late to the party, best moves on the dance floor. Go get them. Boom. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Football Scout 365 podcast. It's a long one for you today, a lot to cover. But uh, I think we had some good clips, some good, good discussion. And uh, we'll see you next week. Be on the lookout for After Further Review. Come back, draft warming up, some mock drafts on the way. And, uh, yeah. Late. Check out our YouTube on Football Scout 365. No, I'm joking.